Good evening, and welcome to the Television Graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that ran only one episode. This month is special. This month is specials. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. I'm being eaten alive! Ah, this was the stupid Hunger Games. Yes, indeed. This was Discovery Channel's 2014's Eaten Alive. Yes. Now, I'm going to restate this really quickly. That... Because I don't know how many people listen all the way to the end to, to episodes. The reason we're doing TV specials is these are ones that were one-offs. But if a one-off is popular enough, they will make more of them. The celebrity boxings, the Charlie Brown specials, the Muppets. But if it's terrible, you get one and then you get forgotten. Unless you get dug up by the Stay Doomed crew. Yeah! And we found Eaten Alive. Holy crap. Yeah! Um, this is a two-hour special. Yes. With about 12 minutes of content. Yeah. (laughs) It's, the point of it is that we want to see a man get eaten alive by a snake. Correct. So, he's going to go to the Amazon, he's going to find a really big snake, and then it's going to eat him. My anaconda don't. My anaconda don't. And, and this man. And the anaconda don't. That anaconda don't. So, we're going to go on the journey, so we care about him, I guess, of finding this snake. And then we're going to watch it eat him. So, let's start, let's talk about this snake first off. First, they want to catch the longest snake, this huge snake called Chumana. Yes, let's start there. Yes. Chumana. What does Chumana mean? It means snake mistress. Yes. Who named this snake? I I don't know. Because here's the thing that, that bothers me about this. Snake Mistress is a horrible name. But Chumana sounds pretty cool because it's in another language. It's a Native American name that means Snake Maiden. Snake, snake Maiden, excuse yes. me. Snake Maiden. That's still a terrible name. That would be like if there was this legendary snake and it's like, oh yes, the natives talk about him. They call the snake Big Ass Snake. It's English for really big snake. I mean, it's also not a Peruvian name. It's a Native American name. Right. Which is makes it odd because it's not like the Peruvian name for Big Ass Snake. Yeah, it, it, it's also not real. It's also not a real snake. This is a snake that this man made up. Because the premise of the show is... This guy, who looks like Seth Rollins... Yes. Go, he looks into the camera and says... And we're going to be in search of one individual snake that I know could be the largest snake on the planet. The largest anaconda ever captured, measured an astonishing 24 feet 7 inches, as long as a commuter plane. But Paul once had an unforgettable encounter with an even bigger snake... One that almost cost him his life. Its name is Chumana, which means snake maiden 
It's an anaconda of truly monstrous proportions that Paul believes is the largest snake on Earth. Several years ago, I was in the floating forest with my friend JJ, the lead tracker on this expedition. We encountered the biggest anaconda I've ever seen. But the second the snake saw me, I dove onto its back. This thing almost dragged me to the bottom of the floating forest. So I had no choice. I had to let go. Here's a picture I drew of it. It's super real, guys. Oh my god. It literally is a picture he drew. Oh, your mom would put it on the refrigerator. Oh my god. I hope it's the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> I genuinely do. Look at this picture of a snake that's totally real. Amaru is the Quechua word for snake. Amaru? Yeah. Which is like uh, one of the languages of Peru. Okay. That Spanish th- is one of the official languages, but that's less interesting, so I didn't go with that. It's still stupid to be like, what are we going to name this snake? I don't know. How about Snake? <laughs> that's a stupid name! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful name, but it's a really dumb name for a snake. Yeah, it's really stupid. Like, it's a really cool name for, like, a princess. Or, or a-, a wrestler. Yeah, it's a pretty cool wrestler <laughs> name. But you're naming a snake, Snake. Yep. Stupid. Fair. So we are going to travel to the floating forest. Yes. Eh. With like six of the dumbest people. These people are dumb. I don't remember much about any of them outside of Paul. Paul is the guy that looks like Seth Rollins. And then there are others. And that's like, I don't feel like we get to know anyone else. Yeah. Besides Paul and and the others. Now, I, I also want to say that Paul is jacked. Yes. He's a big man. Not the man I would think you should feed to a snake. Because he's broad. Well, I think that's part of it is that he thinks his muscular uh, physique will be of more protection than a tiny human who doesn't have as much between snake and bone. Yeah, okay. So, let's go on this journey. Uh, Oh my god. One, first thing. Yes. Nematodes are real. Yes, we learned nematodes are real! Yeah. Uh, My first real note on this is like 45 minutes in, and it's just in no capital letters. Oh shit, nematodes are real. Yes, nematodes are a worm? Look, 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 double check this, because someone gets a nematode in their foot. Yes. So they pour candle wax on it to suffocate it. Yeah, it's um, microscopic worm. Yes. Like, uh, it's a round worm. Yeah, because you can't just pull it out. Basically, Blech. you put uh, candle wax over it, it seals it in, and then it suffocates, so it, like, exposes itself. Blech. And you see the person, like, screaming because candle wax, like, is hot and it's being dripped on her foot. You know what else does it? Vaseline. None of these dumb people had Vaseline on. No, nobody brought any KY. I keep saying this is stupid Hunger Games. But, like... Like, the Hunger Games, it's like, okay, those are untrained teenagers trying to survive. I get this. This, it's like, these people should know better. I am a nerd stand-up comedian... Slash television podcaster. There is no reason why I should be shouting survival tips at the people in the Amazon. 
So, what were you real... yelling at them? Use Vaseline. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Just use Vaseline because you create an airtight seal. Okay. So there's no reason to be dripping candle wax like you're in a BDSM dungeon. I mean, uh, they find other venomous snakes, but not Chumana. Yes. They get like somebody gets dragged under the water by well, not Chumana. But before we we get to that, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes where they're walking their way up and they come to like a stream of some sort. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we'll, we'll travel this, you know, down. And I make the joke. All right, guys, I want to swim there. So everyone put tape over your pee hole. Because in the Amazon, they tell you not to pee in the river because there's a parasite that can swim up the pee stream into your urethra. As a dude, this is the stuff that you look into. In the middle of me making this joke, not only do they all just jump in, but one dude just goes completely underwater. Yeah. And he's just like, woo! Yeah, it's not like water you should be doing that with. This is my first word. I was like, wait a minute. Is this all fake? Are they... Was this shot elsewhere? Because you don't go underwater in the Amazon. These people are really stupid. Like, everything we see about these people. Um, the cast of the movie Anaconda is smarter than this group hunting in Anaconda. Yes, I, I would say J-Lo has a better chance of survival. Because J-Lo would have looked at this and gone, No. Yeah. This is dumb. There are snakes in that water that'll drag me under the water. Well, then they get attacked by an electric eel. Yes. And he's like, nobody move. Electric eels can be fatal. Fact check that right now. Because I'm 90% sure that one, they're not fatal. And two, they're not really electric. (laughs) It's like a jellyfish thing, I think. Um... So, what it is, is they're not powerful enough to kill, but it could mess you up long enough for you to uh, be incapacitated long enough to drown. Okay. So, it could kill you if there wasn't nine other people in a camera crew there. Well, nine other intelligent people in a camera crew, but, like, in this group, yeah, that you might kill you. Uh, and then, <laughs> this, this is another one of just a fantastic scene. They they want to take a shortcut. Do you remember the shortcut? No. Basically, Paul's like, hey, uh, everyone be really careful because there are alligators in here, okay? Yes. What alligators do is they'll grab you and they'll bring you underwater and they'll drown you and they'll spin and they'll start like ripping chunks off of you and like limbs off of you and eating them. I think it's faster to go across this water though. And no one's like... Well, shut up, Paul. Yeah, nobody's like, well, how much faster? Yeah. Are we cutting days off this trip? Or are we cutting five minutes off this trip? They're in uncharted territory. They don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they know where the, the, like, the forest is, the floating forest they're heading to is, like, roughly. But, like, it's not like they're at a fork in the road. They're just in the jungle. And they're like, eh, I don't feel like walking around this. And, like, Paul is obsessed with Chumana. Yes. This is Moby Dick 
with a dumb guy. That that's exactly what I wanted to say. This is Moby Dick. Like we're they are going after a mythical snake that this guy is obsessed with and it's get it at any cost. Yeah, like he's a conservationist, but he wants this snake real bad. Man, does he want this snake. So like, I don't know, get on this inflatable boat and go across alligator infested water. Yeah, cuz yeah. they're not sharp. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> God, this seems so ill-advised. And they had a budget for this show. I'm sure they they must have. Two and a half million dollars for this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact, they had enough money to buy a real boat. Well, since since we're talking about this, here's my theory yeah. on what this show is. Paul wanted to get a really big snake. Yes. And the Discovery Channel was like, that's not enough. And he's like, okay, we're going after this special snake and we'll give it a scary name. Okay. And Discovery Channel was like, better, but like, what happens after you get the snake? And Paul's like, I don't know. I'll let it coil around me. And they're like, no, no, no. Why don't you let it eat you? (laughs) And they're like... All right, if it gets me $2 million, I'll let it eat me. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And they were on like a two-month hunt for the snake. This was two months. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. They're real stupid. They they are really dumb. Because, like, there's two things that I noticed. A lot of it feels staged to me. Yeah. Because there's parts where a narrator is talking... And it seems like the people they're with are given the direction to look busy. Because there's so many shots of people hitting things with machetes Mm -hmm. with no purpose. Yeah. Like, it's not in the way. They're not building anything. They're just hitting stuff with machetes. Yeah. Uh, His whole point was he was trying to raise awareness for the ever-shrinking rainforest. Right. I remember him saying This was like his, like, his... Publicity stunt to kind of do environmental causes. Right. Um, I'm not sure how much awareness he actually really raised. If if that's the goal, we don't spend enough time admiring the beauty of the, the tropical jungle. Like, we spend a lot of time with one tree. Yes. Where he's like, look at this awesome tree, it's huge. But other than that, it's everything here can kill you. Yes, and to be fair, in the Amazon rainforest... Everything there can kill you. Yeah. So, the the other thing that's, like, clearly staged in my mind is this girl is, like, walking, and she's talking to the camera, and she's like, it's really scary here, you know? Everything is dangerous. I'm just glad I'm here with... Paul? Guys? What? I was like, how did you lose them? Yeah, I... It's Seriously, highly- you lost them? It's crazy doubtful they lost us. And there's no way that they're further away than... Hey! Yeah, especially because, like, there's still a camera guy with her. Yeah. Like, we're not idiots. So, like, I I totally think that that was a staged moment to, like, let's add some... Some suspense suspense. and some fear. Oh, God, we're lost in the jungle. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's very much that, like... Very, um... I believe that's actually his wife. 
Oh, yeah. His, his wife's wife. on the team. Yes, his wife is on the and team. And she is visibly irritated for most of it. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's a fun time. Nope. Now, they... Do you have anything to add before they get to the floating forest? Um... And any, any other event you wanted to talk about? Uh, these people are dumb. This is Hunger Games for dumb people. This is Anaconda for dumb people. Uh, no, apparently while watching this, all I could say was dumb people repeatedly. Uh, because they just seem to make a lot of very odd, ill-advised mistakes that might be staged. Yeah. But they look real dumb. They do look really stupid. So they make it to the floating forest. Yes. And the thing about the floating forest is it's a floating forest. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So they're like, you could take a step and you could fall eight feet into water. Yeah. And there's constantly snakes just under under it and they can move through it very quickly so we have to be very careful we're gonna go hunting you have to be careful in every step because you could just fall through and then something could just grab you yeah so we have to be very very careful it reminded me of um this is such a dumb pull but the fire swamp in the princess bride yeah that same kind of like every any step could be your last concept (laughs) reptiles unusual size I don't think they exist. Rah! So, we're coming to what is my absolute favorite line in this show. Yes. They brought a drone. And they're going to use a drone camera. God, I wanted something to eat the drone so Oh, bad. yeah. Like, we watched enough Fail Army that were like, we've never seen a drone fly for more than 10 seconds before a dog bites it or it crashes into the ocean. And there's so many things that could eat it. Yes. So but they brought this drone. They're like, we're going to send this up and we're going to use it. It's got a camera on it. We can see, uh, you know, live the camera feed and we're going to use it to find this snake. And the the drone goes up and the one guy goes, What will a snake look like? (laughs) And Paul's like, it'll be like a black line, like, and it'll be long and stuff. It's not an infrared camera. It's not like they're looking through night vision. It's just a camera. And he asked what snakes look like. And he's on the snake hunting team. He's looking at just a clear picture. And he asked, what do snakes look like? (laughs) They're... Weeks into this trip, and he's never asked, "What does a snake look like?" Was there is there just footage of him like, "Da snake"? No, 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 that's an alligator. Da snake? No, that's a tree. Maybe it's like he's trying to know what markings he's looking for, like what sets this anaconda apart from other snakes, or maybe he's a dumb person. Well, the, the conversation is, "What will a snake look like?" And Paul says. It'll be a long black line. He he's describes just a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, he doesn't say, oh, you know, you'll see, like, an opening where it had to pass through. He just describes a snake because he asked what snakes look like. Yeah, they would say, like, oh, a snake has been here. And it's like, good job. Uh, I don't know why that doesn't bother you as much as it bothers me. Because I'd already, I'd moved through the stages of grief with this team, and I'd already moved to acceptance that they were dumb. This is a new level, though. I know, but like, I watched I Want to Marry Harry. No one's so dumb that I'm shocked anymore. 
Yeah, but Harry is never going to eat and drown one of the girls on I Want to Marry Harry. It'd be a lot cooler if It would did. be a better show, but I'm like, you signed up to go to the Amazon on a snake hunting trip. Now you all should I want know. is like a mock reality show where the, uh, the guy everyone's dating is like a Ted Bundy type, <laughs> and then the producers are trying to cover up all these murders. That's a good show right there. Oh my god. It's like burning love, but horror. I love it. All right. All right, write that down. Million dollar idea. I'll cut idea. this part out. <laughs> Million dollar idea from Plus Two Comedy. Uh, so, do you have anything you wanted to bring up before we talk about him finding a snake? Um, They come across a different venomous snake that hates them a lot. Yeah. It's not, it's not another anaconda. It's just a different snake who's real mad. Yeah, it looks like, it kind of looks rattlesnake-esque. It's not a rattlesnake. But, like, the way it's, like, coiled and the way its scales are kind of, like, sharp, it looks like a rattlesnake. Yeah, but they do find some anaconda skin, so that's exciting. Yes, and it is, like, really big and, like, interesting to look at. Because they're going on a night hunt, which I was like, this is ill-advised. Yes, because, well, apparently they are only out at night, so they're going to go try to catch the snake that he said was completely black. Yes. At night. I mean, they only come out at night. Whoa, here she comes. She's a man-eater. This show would have been better if they'd made judicious use of hollow notes. I, I agree. Had they used man-eater the whole time, oh my god, this show could have been amazing. I might recut this show with hollow notes in it. <laughs> Apologies to hollow notes. So, he, we finally are, are going to get to the point where they find a snake. Yes. And an, an anaconda. And Paul goes on this long rant about safety. Again, there's a lot of talk about safety. Where it's like, you know, these guys are very powerful. They can wrap around you and drown you. You know, all these horrible things that can happen. And then they see an anaconda and Paul just jumps on it. Paul's plan for catching this anaconda is the same as Ray's plan in Ghostbusters to catch that first goat. It's just like, ready? Ready? Whee! Get her! <laughs> oh my god. It's bad. Well, I mean, like, the, we, we finally have some excitement here. Yeah. Where, like, people are jumping in the water. Like, we see just, like, feet in the air. Like, we see, like, a battle. But it also seems to be... Uh, spliced in with just shots of the camera guy dunking the camera underwater to make it seem like it's part of the struggle. Yes. It's like, ah, oh, look, we're underwater now. Ah, oh, we're back. And then we see Paul's feet in the air. But they yeah. capture a snake. And it's a big-ass snake. Yeah. It is a really big snake. It is an abundantly large snake. It's. Uh, it looks like a badass its its head is bigger than my fist. And he's a lot. real mad. And uh, they measure him out. And he's 19 feet long. Womp, womp, womp. And, and Paul is so disappointed. He really is. But the, you know, they, they weigh him. And after they weigh him, the snake gets really angry. Yes. As if she was like, what? This is going to be on television, you pricks. I mean, 
this is clearly like it's a publicity stunt. Yeah. And I think I I would honestly believe that him getting dragged underwater is kind of a stunt too. Like I don't think he actually got because nobody really tries to help him as much as you'd think. I mean, there's definitely a shot, and there's a shot during one of the night hunts where he is feet out of or out of the water, and he's under the water. Whether or not that is staged remains to be seen, but uh, it totally could have been. He calls that in an interview one of the best days of his life, catching that 19 foot anaconda. Really? Yeah, one of the best days of his life. They were there for three months, and they thought they were filming like a really good documentary. And that the cheap stunt was just paying the bills. That's exactly what I thought. Yes. Like, I feel like the stunt was not something they even wanted to do. Well, it wasn't titled Eaten Alive when they were developing and filming. It was called the much more appropriate Expedition Anaconda. Oh, that is better. Yeah. For what they wanted. I wouldn't watch that. Nope. (laughs) We wouldn't be covering it five years later on a podcast about bad TV. So they they catch the snake, and then I guess they put it somewhere. But they're going to look for the snake madam. And they search... The snake madam? Yeah, that's the name, right? Snake madam? Snake... Snake... Snake maiden. Maiden. Chumana. I I went with mistress first, so... (laughs) Uh, they're they're going to find it. You're really assuming a lot about the snake's career. Yeah. You made her a mistress. You made her a madam. It's a giant whip. Snake dominatrix. (laughs) Yeah. So they're looking for the snake goddess. Like, I feel like there was a lot of time in between snake is captured and eating and getting eaten alive. But it's nothing but failure. Yeah. Because they don't find another snake. No, they really don't. Ugh. And, like, any time they go on a night hunt, yes. I start saying, Paul, let's go to bed. <laughs> Paul, Paul, we're in alligator and snake-infested waters at two in the morning. Let's go to bed. Yeah, and, like, he um, he filmed a lot about the ecological devastation. Yeah. Like, the mining in the area and the uh, destruction of the forests. So he wasn't super thrilled with the final product either. Ah, uh, he wasn't the editor, huh? Nope. He was kind of doing more like Rainforest, An Inconvenient Truth. And uh, we Discovery tuned in, was... We so you get eaten. <laughs> Discovery Channel was like, hey, eaten by snack. Yeah, you're going to get eaten by this snake. You were a snack for a snack. <laughs> so it it is attempting, editing-wise, to yes. tell, tell a Moby Dick story. But then it ends with him just going... Ah, we'll use the smaller snake. Yeah. Which I wrote a note of, like, why didn't they just use a snake they already had? I definitely thought that was interesting. Because I also thought he was going to get eaten alive in the floating forest. And I was like, why would you travel so far from doctors? Yeah, I was like, don't you guys, like, have somebody around? But they bring the snake back. And they're going to eat, get eaten alive at home. Which he deserves to be comfortable when he gets eaten alive. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. So do you have anything else to add before we talk about him getting eaten alive? Uh, I do not. Uh, He was very unhappy with the final cut. Not even two weeks after it aired, he actually posted an article with his side. Okay. Which is, like, pretty ballsy with the people that gave you funding. Yeah, gave you two and a half million dollars. Yeah, so, like, 
This is a pretty interesting article, and it's about how he wanted a much more conservationist message, about how he wanted to emphasize how gold mining and logging were killing places like the Floating Forest, but nope. No, not not a word of that comes up. No. So let's get to the big moment. Yep. This, to me, is so damning that he didn't want to do this. Yes. And it's so clear, and, you know, including the information you've given us. Uh, the first thing that he does is he tries the suit on. And this is the suit that's supposed to protect him from the snake because it's going to it's going to coil around him and constrict him first. All right, let's talk about the suit. Well, well let, let me, let's set the stage of what the suit needs to do. Okay. The snake is going to coil around him and and think that it's killing him. So it has to protect him against extreme pressure. Then it's going to ingest him head first. So it needs to be able to resist the stomach acid of the snake. Right. Before the snake will then regurgitate him and he'll be fine. And we don't get a lot of like guarantee why the snake's going to upchuck him. No, just that that's the plan. <laughs> like, they will regurgitate food they do not enjoy, and maybe because he has so much going on, he will be found undigestible, and the snake will yak yes. him up. They, they also, they can't, when their stomach is full, they can't, like, escape quickly. So mm-hmm. if it feels threatened, it will be like, oh, I gotta get rid of all this weight. Alright. So, to, to, let's talk about the suit. Uh, there's a biometric vest that mm-hmm. is, you know, for heart rate and breathing. Uh, then a Tychem suit that is intended to help him withstand stomach acid. Right. A chainmail suit mm-hmm. that's to help him withstand the crushing. An oxygen mask with a speaker and a neoprene helmet outfitted with cameras so that we can see what's going on. Yes, we, we're going to be able to see inside the snake. And he has the oxygen mask so he can breathe. He can communicate with the team that's waiting outside, which includes his wife, a doctor, the camera crew, and assorted others. Yeah, and the idiots that went into the Amazon with him. And probably, like, one annoyed Discovery Channel executive. Yeah, like, let's go. (laughs) I want to see him get eaten. They also go full carry and cover him in pig's blood. Yes, so the snake will eat him. Yes. Now, Paul, it is clear... Has never worn the suit before. Yes. Because his first things he says he says is, well, I can't move in this. I can't move my arms and I can't move my legs. I need to take the protection off of my arms and legs. And his wife looks pissed. Yeah, he's just like, I, I need to be able to work with the snake. And the doctor refuses multiple times. The doctor's like, no, you can't do that. And my thought is, why don't you try, pal? Yeah, I wouldn't want to take the risk, personally, of not being able to move. But, like, this is the big, like, crowning moment that... uh, Of course, he doesn't think that, but this is what Discovery thinks. This is the big moment where he's going to get eaten alive. Wear the suit, try it, and then when it doesn't work, there's no reason why you can't try to have the snake eat you again. Yeah, do a mulligan about the snake. But he's like, no, not wearing arm pads... Not wearing leg pads. Badass about to get eaten alive here. Which is terrifying. So, he crawls up to the snake and just kind of bothers it. Yeah. 
and it coils around him. Like Snecky do. And it looks cool for a moment, and then they get so covered in mud you can't tell what anything is. Yeah, you can't see much of anything. You can see the snake start to try to put the helmet in his mouth, and that's about it. Yeah, we get to the point where the, the, the snake's trying to get the helmet in his mouth, but he's more just kind of like attacking it. Yeah, and gumming it a little bit. Yeah, like, it's he hasn't, like, dislodged his jaw like he usually does. Like, she usually does. Yes. And, like, she doesn't... She's clearly not trying to swallow him yet. She's just attacking him. Uh, it's just like a, like a Nyla bone that you give a dog. Yeah. Like, ah, and he's just, like, labored breathing. And the doctor's like, I'm a little concerned. Uh, his heart seems to be racing. Well yeah. well, yeah, you're not going to be like super psyched. He, he's getting eaten by a snake. He's like, I'm a little, I'm a little worried because he looks really constricted. Yeah, that's what the snakey do. That's the plan. Yeah, like that's what the <laughs> thought was. Like that's what's insane was the doctor's. I I almost wonder if the doctor like didn't know what she was getting into. Maybe, but I I felt like more it was like them trying to add some sort of like drama. To watching a man lay on the ground. Yeah, yeah. He was having what we like to call lay on the ground time. And he's just like, ah, ah, getting constricted. Yeah. Yeah. And then he essentially taps out. Yes. Uh, believe it or not, the snake coils around his arms. And he's like, she's going to break my arm. I have to tap out. Almost like the armor that would have protected him was taken off. Yeah. And then he's just like, yeah, we we uh, we did it. It's like, wait, no, you didn't do anything. What are you talking about? And there are some shots where you see like the snake with his mouth open. Yeah. That is supposed to be from the helmet that I don't believe at all. Probably not. I don't believe that there, we see a single shot from the helmet because we don't see him approach the snake, which is like a shot you would use. Absolutely. And he's like, all right, well, we did it. What did we learn? And the scientist is like, well, she didn't coil directly against the sensor. So, I don't know. Yeah, like, we didn't learn much. It was pretty bad. And then he's just like, I will not stop until everyone learns about the power of these snakes. And then it just ends. Yes, very suddenly. And I was like, was he saying that he wasn't going to stop until he gets eaten alive? Or was he... Why did... The biggest problem I have with this whole thing is, why doesn't he try again? I guess because he didn't want to. Right. I honestly think he took the arm pads off so he could be like, it's impossible. Yeah. Like I think that was his out of just like, ah, it's around my arm, I'll die, I have to, I have to tap out. Because it looked like he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, he's, um, he was pretty, uh, salty. Like, in the week immediately following on Twitter. Yeah? Oh, you found his Twitter? Yeah, I, everything I found about the show has been through his Twitter about, like, his side. At, not in a snake belly? At Paul Rosalie, which is his name. Okay. Uh, from reactions, you would think the first hour, 15 minutes of hashtag eaten alive never happened. All people are talking about is the event. Hashtag conservation, yo. 
I'm guessing Conservation Yo didn't trend as well as Eaten Alive. Nope. And people uh, were fairly abusive in the way that you would expect from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, people just be like, you promised me you'd be in a snake. Uh, I've seen more action at Petco, says at Dominic408. Like, if there's one group of people you don't want to tick off, it's the Vore fetish community. Oh my god. Like, you, there was a bunch of people that were like, it's happening! It's finally happening! And then it doesn't happen, and you blue-balled the Vore community. This is like showing up to see Mockingjay and getting from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> wow, that really dates when this happened. What's weird is from Justin to Kelly was fairly dated when this happened. Yeah, that's true. Like, from Justin to Kelly was like 2001? Yeah. Yeah, because one of her big prizes was that she could sing at like... 2002, because she could sing at the 9-11 memorial and everybody thought it was like really gross. That a game that. show prize involved a 9-11 memorial? I did not know that. Yeah, fun fact. Tacky. That's a hit show that has run for yeah, we will never entirely talk. too many seasons. Yeah, we're already talking too much about American Idol. We're not. T- we're talking about this guy not getting eaten alive. Yep. Uh, you are the hottest guy ever. I wish we could do a show where I swallow your anaconda. Oh, no. <laughs> At Dino David 220 needs Jesus. <laughs> Every day we stray further from God's light. Uh, so... It's also very late at night and we're like a little tired right yeah, now. So yeah. I'm reading real fun tweets and having a great time. Uh, there's a lot of them that use a lot of slurs. Really? Oh, yes. I mean, I know that people were upset that they were promised to see a man get eaten and then it didn't happen. But, like... People were really angry. I mean, it was two hours. You waited an hour and 50 minutes for to watch this man get eaten. And then he just goes, nah. A lot of people didn't like it because they felt it was unnecessarily stressful and abusive toward the anaconda. Yeah, I agree because he's trying to prove how strong it is and how, like, how big he can open his, it can open its mouth. There is nothing that would be learned from this that we didn't already know or could test in a better way. Yeah, like, oh, they're strong. Oh, yeah, turns out they're strong. Like, like there's if you're trying to test the strength of it coiling, there's no reason for there to be a man in the suit. No, you could use any kind of pressure yeah. measurement. And then the snake coils, and then you just feed him. Yeah. Why don't you just have them eat a camera? Because they're not tasty. (laughs) You just cover it in pig's blood. Apparently that didn't work easily. And I also want to say, if I were to do this, I would get a very small person, and instead of putting them in a suit, I'd put them in like a pill. Like like a pill pocket like you give your dog? Yeah, like a big old pill. So you'd put them in a pile of meat? No. I would put them in, like, a a clear... Oh, like a capsule. Like a capsule, okay. yes. Or, or a coffin, I guess. <laughs> Let them be able to, like, move and, like, text and live tweet. Live and, tweeting inside a snake. And then have the snake just eat that. There's no reason for it to be a suit. I think one of the issues with that plan is I don't think there's very good reception in the Amazon. Well, th- here's my question. 
Why did he need to use his arms? I don't know. To do what? <laughs> I I don't know. Like the whole thing is just so stupid. Oh. This would have been a cool show if it had been more of a conservation. Like if he'd gotten his way a little more and they hadn't had to do the gimmick. Cuz I also think Discovery might have edited edited it to make them look dumber. Yeah. I, they look I don't know. unnecessarily stupid. I really enjoyed how stupid they were. So you would see essentially like the Scooby Gang goes to this country for this animal. Th- this reminded me of Jackass. Or or rather Wild Boys. Wild Boys was Steve O and Pontius. Oh my god. And they god. would just go mess with animals in like Africa. And they're like, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm about to get stung by a scorpion. And that's just what they would do. Like, hi, my name's Johnny Knoxville and I'm about to get eaten by this snake. Fair. That sounds perfect, doesn't it? Yeah. That could be in any episode of Jackass. Now I kind of just want to watch Jackass instead of watching this more. Nature Jackass seems like it would be a show that would run more than one season. We, as two people that love Jackass... You've never seen Wild Boys, have you? I have not. Um, we'll have to spend some time with Wild Boys. Yeah, and like, he's not joking. We saw Action Point in theaters on purpose. Yeah, we love Johnny Knoxville. That was one of our early dates. Yeah, it was Jackass 3D. Yeah, I threw up. Yeah, it was a good time. I did Anything legitimately else? throw up during Jackass 3D. No, I really don't have any more trivia. Uh, it was super interesting. There were rumors that he was in The Snake for 28 Days. People were coming up with all these crazy sensationalist rumors. <laughs> he, he went full David Blaine. And he did a follow-up where he just said, like, he did not care that people were upset that he didn't get eaten by a snake. And when asked about a sequel, he was like, well, if it gets funded. So where is Paul now? Uh, he's a novelist. And he's oh. still working in conservation. He's still working with animals. But he has a book coming out this fall. Oh, really? Yes. Like... A fiction book. I believe so. The Girl and the Tiger. Oh. Paul I, is too jacked to be a writer. <laughs> I mean, he's working on his fitness. So uh, that leaves us with, I guess, one final question here. Stay tuned or stay doomed? Um, You know, stay tuned. I would watch another dumb publicity stunt that doesn't turn into anything again. Because it's kind of fun to watch how... What they have to do to make a show when this core stunt fails. I'm going to say stay tuned as well. I I would like to see Paul being like, I'm not going to stop until something eats me. We're going to (laughs) go, like, it's just every episode is him just like, come on, shark. (laughs) Eat me. I just, I, I really like seeing when something goes wrong in a television show, how they try to scramble to make something out of it. I I actually think that would be the best show, where it's Paul trying to save the rainforest, and then a Discovery Channel executive, like, handing him a check. It's like, okay, but <laughs> you said that this is poisonous, right? I'm going to need you to rub it all over your body. It's kind of like uh, College Humor's Total Forgiveness, but for conservation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's a stay tuned from both of us. Yeah. It seems fun. Yeah. So, shout outs to Paul. You you made a show. Good job. 
I wish you the best with your new book. Uh, what are we watching next week? Uh, next week we are watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. Woo hoo! Because you know, if this had done well, they were going to make Star Wars Everything Specials. Yeah, yeah, they were. This is a famous one. There should be some good intel. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be really angry. I only saw this once alone in the middle of the night when I was in college. Like, I was home from college over the summer. And I just sat there in my living room in the middle of the night with my headphones in and watched it. So I'm not sure how much of it I hallucinated. Mm, that's, that's how it feels watching it, so don't worry. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I've been told. So I'm really intrigued to see how much of it is real. Yeah. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at staydoomed. And where can people see us live? Uh, the one we can currently announce is Too Many Games Expo in Oaks, PA from January 21st through 23rd. Yes, the rest are still mysteries. Mystery! Woo! If you want to talk to me about your weird vor fetish, I'm at TV's Noah. If you want to talk to me about almost anything else, <laughs> I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>